This is the day which the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hello, Metro FM family. This is your brother Jonathan with DHL Ministries joining you again for this wonderful Wednesday night as we continue in the book of Revelation chapter 18. If you're new to this broadcast, please get your Bible out and get your paperwork ready. If you're with the group already, then you've received the notes, but I encourage you to go ahead and write down more things as the Spirit of God shows you how what we're talking about applies to your life in and around your life today. Opening the eyes of your understanding is a powerful thing that God gifts to us. He allows us to see things more clearly, not only in our lives, but in what's going on around us in the world system. Why that's so important is because we can become very content and even sedate in our Christianity. And that might be acceptable for our daily lives in and out of what we're doing, but it doesn't allow us to grow and mature in the things of God and see things as they really are. There should be a compassion and even a desperate desire to share the truth with other people. As if you were in a life raft and you saw people drowning, you knew that you yourself were saved. You're on something floating. But could you look at those that were struggling or those that had no idea that this would not end except with their demise? I mean, just consider the tension of that moment. And that's essentially the way it is when we're Christians. We know we're saved, but we shouldn't lose that desire to help other people into the raft or into the actual ark of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so as we read Revelation, as we survey it, just go over it, You're going to hear some things that are very descriptive, but there's principles that are worth applying to your life right now. So I hope that gave you enough time to get together your papers, to get together your Bibles and open up the chapter 18 of Revelation. And we're continuing in verse 11, all the way through verse 24, 11 through 24. And the word of God reads, And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth their merchandise any more. The merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and of pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and all thine wood and all manner vessels of ivory and all manner vessels of the most precious wood and of brass and iron and marble and cinnamon and odors and ointments and frankincense and wine and oil and fine flour and wheat and beasts and sheep and horses and chariots and slaves and souls of men. And the fruits that thy soul lusted after are departed from thee and all things which were dainty and goodly are departed from thee and thou shalt find them no more at all. The merchants of these things which were made rich by her shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing, and saying, Alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and decked out with gold and precious stones and pearls. For in one hour so great riches is come to naught, and every shipmaster and all the company and ships and sailors, and as many as trade by the sea, stood afar off, 
and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like unto this great city? And they cast dust on their heads and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city wherein were made rich all that had ships in the sea by reason of her coastliness, or even costliness, for in one hour she is made desolate. Now let's pause there. There are a few more verses, but the approach changes just after this. In learning manners and customs and and understanding the context of what is going on here, the culmination of events in the book of Revelation, we can see a parallel with what's going on in the world today. Now, you may be from a different country, a different city when you're listening to this, and it may not fully be represented there, but you can still see the pulse or the increased desire for these types of things. I come from a very prosperous country beyond what we even appreciate until you see it through the eyes of other people. But this country, there's great opportunity, there's great merchandise, and the lust after having to have more has never been higher. The accessibility for things beyond our true ability to afford it has never been higher or greater. The ability to get credit extended to you only to cause you to feel enslaved at your place of employment because of the payments every month the lust is quickly worn off of getting that object or that car or that item and the bill remains every month. These are entrapments. This is the world system. The desire for power and position and the praise of men, the acceptance of men is higher and higher. Even on getting uh, acceptability and praise on, on some of the social media venues, people strive and even hurt themselves to try to get more likes and more viewers. It's a, it's a constant um, panging of this desire just so they can obtain more wealth and status. Well, in the scenario we described here, it's where the world system has crashed. You know, finally, the Lord has declared something and declared judgment on this system and it has collapsed. And you see here, everything they mentioned, the ships was their form of transportation, of bringing items to and fro. The merchants were invested and had deals in other countries to bring these things to be sold. The market was ripe. As fast as they could bring it in, they could sell it. And so this all crashed and their identity was in this. Their status was in this. Not only to take care of their families, but the goals they had to acquire more. All of their lives were wrapped up in this reality. And it came down. Every ability, every means, no one was buying anything anymore. The things they had were worthless and useless. And their transportation to gain more was gone. All of these things came crumbling down. Well, the story is very exciting in and of itself, and it's real. This is dictated to John on the island of Patmos from Jesus Christ. This is a culmination of things and events. But as Christians, we should see this as a forewarning. We can see that things are going that direction. And our identity has to be in Christ Jesus. He is our identity. 
His life should be flowing through us. And I know many of us can confess that we haven't yielded to His Spirit to the degree that we should. And that's okay because we have His ear. We can confess and repent right now and press in. You can engage in your discipleship. As you fill your heart with the Word of God, the world slowly is cleansed out of you. And you can see things because you have eyes that see. You can hear things because you have ears that hear. And you have more sensitivity in your heart, willing to obey and submit to the will of God. You know, discipleship that we promote with DHL ministries, decisions, habits, lifestyle ministries, is a place in the Lord. It's not so much finishing a curriculum or learning a skill set. It is about learning to yield to the Spirit of God, being doers of the Word and not hearers only deceiving yourself. And as the world increases, as the spirit of the power of principalities in this world system increases, it's going to be so much more important to be immunized and protected by the Word of God so that you can see clearly the deception level is going to increase such that unless we have the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit Himself, we are going to be easily deceived, entrapped, ensnared, and held back by the cares of this world. And so wherever you are, regardless of your country and its economic status, we are not only united by this COVID situation, but we should be united in our pursuit of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords in our lives. We are not just a people. We are a kingdom. We are not just a people. We are not just a classification. Christianity is not a religion. This is a lifestyle of Christ living through us, and we're not just a community, we are a kingdom. And so allow that kingdom to flow through you, allow those dynamics to lead and affect change in your life. And so as we're seeing this, we can see that they are being judged because of the way they treated the Christians. You know, the voice, the blood of the martyrs is crying out. And God has given judgment. And that's the next section that the saints are rejoicing for the judgments of God upon God upon her. So not so much a country her, but a world system her. Can you see that? And so think about it as you're reading this. And you might be very studious. You might enjoy this kind of topic of discussion. Those things are good. But we need to open up to application It is the most important thing. Allow the Spirit of God to convict you where you're still giving in to these types of things, where you're still connected or tethered to these things, where your identity is in your ability to succeed or in how many people praise your name. Allow the Spirit of God to convict. Remember, God only corrects the ones He loves. And His love is a deep commitment to who you are to be in Him. Not that He needs us, but He has allowed us to be a part of what He's doing. And that is an amazing privilege. So surrender yourself to this process. If you're hearing this on the radio right now, praise God. But afterwards, if you join the WhatsApp group, we'll be able to get the connection to the podcast of all these recordings. And you can pause it at moments like this. Moments like this where you feel the Spirit of God moving in your heart. You can pause. And I encourage you, I encourage you, wherever you are, to raise your hands and surrender to God. Raise your hands and respond to that conviction. Confess to Him 
the things you've been doing or haven't been doing, their sin of commission and sin of omission, and just allow Him to pour His mercy and His grace out on your life. It's new every day, and you can walk in that forgiveness and keep moving forward. So let's read here, because I would like to to take us to a place in a parable. In Matthew 22, there's a parable here. There are many parables that... Uh, exemplify these principles of Christian living so that we don't get connected to the world system in this way or we become disconnected and sanctified and set aside for the purposes of God where we start to walk by faith and not by sight where we allow him to move in us you know as we seek first the kingdom of God and his right way of living don't don't forget the second part of that if we seek the kingdom of God praise God we need to seek the kingdom of God through his right way of living as he convicts and guides us then all these things will be added unto you. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He is in control of all resources. He appoints all authority. And so we can completely trust in his ability to control circumstances and situations. In Matthew 22, I'll just read part of this, you can see a foreshadowing of what was to come. Parables were stories that people could relate to with spiritual principles that were made clear by the story you can relate to. So just a few verses in Matthew 22 says, uh, chapter 22, verse 1 of Matthew says, And Jesus answered and spake unto them again, saying, By parables, and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king who made a marriage for his son and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding, and they would not come. Again he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, Behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. But they made light of it, and went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. So it goes on, and you should study that out for yourself in Matthew 22, and see that these parables are a call out from God to the people of the times as well as transcending time to our generation now the end of the church age right now he's calling and as we share the gospel and we share our testimony of what God has done in our life and share the gospel in simplicity use the scripture let the spirit of God convict and let the spirit of God call people that we would decrease that he would increase and let him call people onto conversion and then surround them with his love and draw them into discipleship to grow and mature in the things of him but you can see they made light of it and you might talk with people about the gospel message and they might make light of it you might talk to them about the things that are going on in the world and explain that this is nature crying out for God all the world cries out for Jesus to return these are birth pangs and these catastrophes as we prepare one region for earthquakes and earthquakes happen in another part of the world that is not prepared for earthquakes as we prepare for tornadoes in one part of the world, tornadoes hit another part of the country that's not used to tornadoes. You see, all these things aren't, can't even be predicted by the modern Doppler radars. You see, the weathermen will forecast something and it'll be extremely cold beyond what they forecasted or rain will come in. Look, as Christians, it should not be surprising to us because man has attempted to master these things and present himself as a form of God in predictability. But God is showing those technologies and those abilities and those things we rely upon 
as being inconsistent. We should depend upon Him to guide us each and every day, regardless of what's going on around us, what you have or don't have. He is with you. I want to encourage you, as these times become harder and harder, to get plugged into a church home and to be connected with a group of believers. You can't do this alone. I know it's hard to find a church that is Bible-believing, that teaches line upon line, that encourages growth and development and discipleship, that doesn't overemphasize peripheral doctrines that have entered into the church that are often inaccurate. But in order to identify that church, you have to have a sensitivity to the Spirit of God, and you have to be able to rightly divide the word of truth yourself. You have to know the Lord's word so that you can hear when it's being spoken. You have to be sensitive to the presence of God so you can sense when you're around family members and then become involved, interwoven, connected together. As the Lord's return is imminent, we will see that resource sharing among Christians starts to rise. We start to identify more with Christ and we start to come together in our abilities, in our means. And this is a wonderful thing as Christians, but also there should be an increased fire for those who are lost, a genuine concern, especially, I would say, for those people who are confident in who they are. Remember, the rich or those that depend upon their wealth are harder to get into the kingdom of God than to get a camel through the eye of a needle because their sufficiency is in what they're able to do or what they think they're able to do. But know here by what we talked about today that I believe in smaller versions like post-COVID economical challenges of not only countries but the world system, we will see people realizing that they relied upon cash. When cash disappears and it becomes all online currency, you can see the mark of the beast and that approach all being conditioned in the world. And so we need to rely upon the providence of the Lord God. We need to depend upon Him and have our character invested in Him. Now, I know there's a lot of information today in this short period of time, but if you search us out as DHL Ministries, you will find us on YouTube and podcasts here on Metro FM twice a week, as well as on Radio Box, which allows us to go around the world. So you can download that app and find us. But more importantly than that, get yourself plugged in. You can join our WhatsApp group at 260-97-583-6324. That's 260-97-583-6324 where you'll get the notes and these messages twice a week. Also, daily devotionals are put on there every day that you can grow in your connectivity with the Lord. And if you've heard this whole broadcast right now, and you're not sure about your relationship with Jesus Christ. I thank you for staying to the end. I thank you for being here through the midst of all that. Some of that may have rang true, might have heightened your concern. I wanna help you in something. This is as easy as ABC. It really is this simple from your heart. A, admit you're a sinner. And what does that mean? Well, that means that you've fallen short of God's plan for your life. It literally means you're missing the mark. God has a plan and a purpose and a will for your life. And most of us could be convicted that we're not in the center of that will. We're not living a life that's pleasing to God. Just admit that to God. It helps to do that out loud because you can hear yourself doing it. But admit that, own that to God. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's none that's righteous. No, not one. So... 
We need to know that before we can appreciate what God has done for us. So just admit that. That's A. B is to believe. Now, what we shared about Jesus Christ, everyone's familiar with the story, but it's very real. He paid the price for our sin. He has made a way where there was no way to be restored to the Father. And so believing that means to trust and rely upon that truth. It is the strongest link, the only way to salvation, to reconciliation with God the Father, to stand on and depend on and rely on that as much as you can now, and you'll grow in your knowledge of that. And seek confess. Confess your sins to God. Confess to the people from your past that you've made a change, that you're pursuing the things of God now and find those people that God has shown you are Christians and confess to them that you've given Christ your life. We'll see you again next time. Again, join us online. Join the WhatsApp group. May you be richly blessed and may God have his way in your heart. I pray in Jesus name. Amen.